This is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. And at number 21, as we continue, Sci-Fi Talk Plus's The Mix 100 is Marimet Corlett. And we'll get to her right away. Hi, today on Sci-Fi Talk, we look at that cool new show, The Watch, and we have Marima Corlett, who plays... Oh, poor Angua and the things she has to deal with, um, <laughs> like turning into a wolf when the moon is full. But hey, <laughs> we all have our problems. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> well, welcome. It's great to talk to you. You're obviously a very talented young actor, and it's great to talk to you about your work. Thank you so much for having me, Tony. Uh, what I love is, you know, at first we meet her, you know, she's got that I love that little mini crossbow. That is so cool. And oh, she's, yes. And she's like hitting, hitting rats and stuff. And, you know, she, she has an attitude. But when the, when, the un, when the onion is peeled a little bit, you see her vulnerability and the crisis that she goes through because she has those werewolf problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, her body language, her expressions – Maybe that's not in the script. Maybe that's you and the director. But tell me how you kind of found what she, how she moves physically in addition to playing the character. Yeah, we, we had a wonderful action coordinator uh, called Daryl um, McKean. Sorry, McLean. I worked with him and his team um, in the start to to find Angwa's walk and and where her power comes from and also where she holds her her fear and how that comes across uh, when she meets certain people or when she feels caged or or angry and so on and it was very interesting to develop uh, the character in in a physical way mm. with Daryl and his team, and I found that extremely helpful uh, when when portraying the character. There's more with Marima Corlett from Sci-Fi Talk Plus's Mix 100, selected by my listeners. I'm a I'm a huge fan of the original Wolfman with Lon Chaney Jr. And yes, he turned into a wolf, but there was so much pathos in him that you actually felt for Lawrence Talbert because he has this curse that he can't control. And mm-hmm. I, I saw that with Angua, too, that she has that. She has that pain and vulnerability, and she also can't control that. Kudos to you for continuing that long tradition of, mm-hmm. uh, of werewolf angst. So, uh Good stuff Thank on you your so part. much. Thank you. I think what was great about um, the way Simon Allen, our showrunner, and and uh, his team, and also our first director, Craig Fiveris, decided to portray Angua um, to to actually, you know, show the aftermath of Angua's transformation from werewolf back to human, and sort of the. I guess the implications it has on her emotional and mental and physical state, which is really interesting and also fun to play. <laughs> um, and very much, I guess, is, is more rooted in, in, you know, human, human story. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, her humanity is what really appeals to me. Once I really got to know her, even in the first episode, we got to know her well. And it was like, oh, okay, I, I know what, I got an idea of what she's going through. And, and that just hooks you into your character, but also all the others. I thought right off the bat, they were so designed. I mean, you're, I love the misfits, but they all had their own vulnerabilities. And, I, yes. and it just makes them more human. And that's a great way to start a pilot. Definitely. And also, it's kind of like one big love story, essentially. You know, it's not only about them loving each other, but also learning to love themselves, which is, I guess, something we all struggle with in our day-to-day life. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. <laughs> so we've seen you with the fangs. So what, how, do they, how do they feel, uh, you know, in your mouth when you have to have those uh, fangs in there? Um, they're a little bit uncomfortable, (laughs) (laughs) but, but obviously they, they help to get into character and yeah, it's, it's great. I, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy prosthetics and, and the full shebang. Like I'm, I'm happy with, with those sort of things. They, they just really help you get into it. So we will see her, because I've only seen the first episode, unfortunately. Oh, okay, okay. But we will see her full werewolf? Um, I won't give too much away, but right. we do see a lot more than, than what you, you've seen so far. I believe okay. um, first episode, I'm trying to remember, uh, you don't see that much. But, no. but yeah, well, it, 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 gets, it gets more exciting, let's say. <laughs> well, one thing I liked is... There's something between the two of them, between Carrot and Angua. I, I mm-hmm. picked up on it. And then mm-hmm. the beautiful scene where he is there literally to pick her up and support her, you know, the next morning after her lycanthropic mm-hmm. uh, night. So uh, is there something there between the two of them? I think there is definitely... <laughs> something going on there and and i love that you picked (laughs) you picked that up in the first episode um you know i'll leave the rest as a surprise but i i love their journey together i I love that when angua first meets him he is so uh, excited and and ready to fight the good cause and and he doesn't quite understand why no one else is is moving forward in this city. Um, obviously, a city where crime has been legalized, and we're sort of all stuck and and maybe comfortable uh, in our in our ways until he gets there. And he's such an important character. Uh, he, he's so important to the team, and we realize that we we needed him mm. for so long, and finally he's here, and. You know, Angua is extremely guarded um, because of her her past and her uncontrollable turning into into a wolf, struggling with her duality. And Carrot is that love that she she needs, this friendship that maybe she she didn't have before. And mm. she, he definitely helps her um, grow. Um, as, a, as a person and move forward. That's great to hear that. This is a dynamic cast. 
it, it, it's the chemistry, you could see it. And, and believe me, you can see it in series and, and movies when the chemistry is not there, believe me. <laughs> but I can see that. And talk about working with this group of people. Uh, you know, it's, it's a really dynamic group. Definitely. I mean, we're extremely different, yeah. very different from each other, not only in our characters, but also as, as people, you know, uh, we all have very different backgrounds um, from different places. And, and that's what I, I love about my job. Um, you always meet people from all over the world, um, such different upbringings and and you come together at a time in your life where where you somehow need those people in your life um strangely but but surely and we we all got along so well we we had such a wonderful time working together in South Africa you know we were out there for for a long time you know seven months and you become family you know you 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 need to get along because you need to work together. So, um, yeah, I, I felt very lucky to to work with this wonderful group of people. Mm-hmm. More of the Mix 100 with Marimar Corlett at number 21 from the Mix 100, available at Sci-Fi Talk Plus. Did you have any influence at all on her look, how she dresses or anything like that? I, I believe I did. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was there was a lot of different um, ideas to begin with. Um, I had a wonderful makeup artist, uh, Marie Maggio, who gave a lot of of input. Uh, I was I was very interested in having sort of a rough sort of look, especially with the hair. She's she's been through the transformation so many times. I wanted the hair to look very, you know, dirty and and tangled and um, sort of shaved and rough. Yeah. Um, so that was a lot of fun, you know, going going there physically, and um, so many chats, so many chats with with Simon Allen and mm-hmm. Craig Verse, our our first director, and and that was. You know, it's the great thing is so many people come together. You know, you've got costume design and and makeup, and just everyone brings so many different um, uh, ideas or looks. But it it really came together just the way I imagined her, actually, mm. which was very exciting. Adding to that, the incredible sets that you know, I I subscribe. To the, I mean, I like Star Trek, but I subscribe to the Star Wars universe (laughs) idea where essentially it looks like it's lived in. There's like dents in some of the ships. Mm -hmm, Some of mm -hmm. the places aren't very clean. And I like that this show, in keeping with the show, in a city that where crime is, you know, rampant, of course, Mm -hmm. it's not going to look very good. Uh, You know, uh, infrastructure goes right down the tubes and. I, I just love the look of the city. It looks lived in when you guys kind of walk around and stuff. It's it's really amazing what they did in South Africa down there. Yes, uh, Simon Rogers, our production designer, did an incredible job. Um, and his team, you know, it felt like we were in a real world. You know, Ankh Morpork came to life and 
there wasn't much left to the imagination. It was there for us every day. The watch house. Um, yeah, I love it. Seen, yeah, the watch house is incredible. And it's, <laughs> when, we, when we first walked in there, I was like, oh my gosh, this place is huge. You know, it's, it's, it's very, it had high ceilings and, and you think, oh my gosh, why did they make this so big? But then you realize detritus has to walk in there That's and he's right. massive, you know. Yes. So he really, they really thought about every single character, obviously. And it was, it was really exciting to be on set every day. Hmm. Well, you've had some interesting other roles and playing the pit boss in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, I, what was that experience like? Um, that was my first ever uh, experience on a, on a huge set like that. Yeah. And I was amazed by how much work went into mm. um, making that. Um, and it was very, it was overwhelming in, in, in some way. And I just remember being um, on set for the first time with uh, James Gunn at the time. And, and they had everything, you know, all the props, everything was made for this world. Yeah. And because it was the first time for me to be in such a, a massive production, I, I was just like, wow, this is, I want to do more of this. <laughs> you, you, you know, you, you don't have to imagine. It's just, it's there for you. Yeah. And speaking of big productions, also in the HBO series, His Dark Materials as well. Oh, yes. Yes. That was also that the, the sets on on the production were just incredible. We're shooting out in Wales. Oh, nice. Um, yes, yes. And the same. You, you feel cut off from the world. You're, mm -hmm. you're just in another in another place completely in your mind it's it's wonderful you know i gotta ask you about you were in blood drive the sci-fi series <laughs> and you worked with uh, an actor i've talked to many times colin cunningham oh yes uh so wonderful actor yeah talk about that experience on that show uh what was it like for you um again i was in south africa yeah for, there you go for that show yes yes and funnily enough uh, many of the crew members were also on on blood drive the same as the watch so oh. it's great yes it was really wonderful to see them again mm. um blood drive uh, was a lot of fun it's a <laughs> crazy show as you know oh yeah oh yeah colin is Im completely immersed in his character on set so that was a lot of fun working with him mm -hmm. um it was um a lot of the times, you know, each scene, I was like, is this actually happening? Like, can <laughs> they show this on TV? <laughs> As you know, there's oh, yeah. scenes. And, I, I, you know, I come from a very conservative, let's say, background. Like, not... I, actually, the funny thing is my aunt recently in Malta, she knocked on my mom's door and she told her, oh, my gosh, your daughter is is in a show where she's she's like i don't know sucking someone's toe and it's, it's <laughs> my mother was completely shocked that's great that's great oh you can't but, make you know, up you, you can't, can't make that up you can't make that up that's great no no it's <laughs> it's yes it's it's a 
it's it's an interesting show, <laughs> yes. but I loved I loved being part of it. I, I I really enjoyed it. You know, in all those roles, you had this ability to transform yourself into all these different looks, and mm. you're you're kind of a chameleon to me. I, that's pretty oh. cool talent to have. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I mean, do you like wearing um, the different wigs and the different looks and clothes? Yes, I. It's funny you say that because recently someone someone else said the exact same thing to me. And I guess I hadn't thought of it like that at all. I just haven't. Sometimes you're so um, ready to to get a new job and move forward that you you, you sort of forget of what uh, what you've done and, and look back. Um, and I've realized, yeah, I do. I do really like transforming completely if I if I can and if. The budget will allow it, of course. Um, but I find it's, I just find it really exciting to be able to um, just be completely unrecognizable from the last, the last character played. Um, I guess that's why we do act, acting really, is this, you, you sort of uh, escape reality, escape yourself and just, um, yeah, like completely mm-hmm. immerse yourself in another character. And I really enjoy that. It's, it's a lot of fun. A little trivia question. Maybe you know this. Do you know what famous, well, maybe not so famous, but what movie was filmed in Malta? There's quite a few. Is Gladiator was out there? Yes, it was. It was. <laughs> That's not the one I'm thinking of. This Which one? Popeye with... Uh, oh! Robin Williams. Yes, yes. Amazing. I love I love that film. You know, yes. And actually, if you if you ever come to Malta, you must go to the set. It's all there. It's still there. Yes. (laughs) Oh, I'd love to. I'm a big Popeye fan. Oh, it's everything still there. You can go and walk around. It's a little village. Oh, cool. It's called Popeye's Village. Oh, that was smart to keep that, by the way. It really yeah. was. Of course, Game of yeah. Thrones has been shot there. So. Of course, yes, yeah. also. So it's a, it's a beautiful location. And yes, it's on my list of places I want to visit. Oh, you must visit. <laughs> do, you get, do you get home much? Or I guess you're pretty busy. I'm actually, I'm actually in Malta at the moment. Oh, great. There yes, you go. Exactly. With all... That's been happening. Right? Yeah. Um, and, and after we were shooting in South Africa, sadly, everything had to shut down for a little bit and we went on hiatus. So yeah. I, I decided to come back to Malta and be with my family. And, um, and after we finished shooting in London, because we, we had to go uh, and, and shoot the rest of it in London, mm. uh, they had to recreate the set. And wow. Do the rest of it out there. Yeah, they did a wonderful job in um, sort of bringing bits and pieces from South Africa and and creating uh, the set again. But um, I decided to to come back to Malta for a while, and and so I'm here. And it's the first time I've been in Malta for a long stretch of time. Usually, I'm I'm here for a week and I'm off again. So it's it's been wonderful to be home. Yeah, I, I hear you. This is the longest stretch. I've been at home, too, without traveling anywhere. Oh, really? Where is home for you? I'm in New York City. And oh, wonderful. We're just kind of staying around. And I mean, you know, you 
there's no shows to go to. Broadway's been closed since almost a year now. Mm-hmm. So West End, same in London. Yeah, so which is that's a that's a that's a very shame. sad, devastating for so many people. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. And uh, we only took one trip last year, and and that was for um, Labor Day weekend. We went down to the New Jersey Shore. We only got one day of sun. <laughs> so, oh my gosh! <laughs> so we, we did go swimming that day, but that was the only day. <laughs> And then the rest, it rained for two days. And the day we left, it was cloudy and then sunshine. So, uh, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it's been very, once, very strange. Once the, you know, once we're allowed to travel again, you must come to Malta and get some uh-huh. good sun. <laughs> oh, I would love that. I would love that very much. Well, it's great to talk to you, Marima. You're obviously so good to talk to you too. a very Tell talented me. actor in a group of people that is, uh, you know, pretty special. You could see that on screen and, you know, led by Richard, who I'm speaking of Game of Thrones, who I adore. Definitely is incredible. Uh, yeah, everybody is. <laughs> and, uh, you know, in that I keep harking back to that, that every character has its humor, but also their pathos and it rounds them out. And uh, that's what makes the show very real to me. Oh, that's that's wonderful to hear. Thank you so much, Tony. OK. The Mix 100 is only part of some of the special programs you'll be able to get. Listeners select which episodes they listen to, I keep track of what they are, and I make up that list. And it's all based on listener input. Sci-Fi Talk Plus makes a great podcasting gift. It's not only for you, but also for your friends and family. There's 900 episodes now, and they're commercial-free, uncut, and even special programs like The Mix 100. Best part right now, it's free. Click on the link in the show notes for free lifetime access. Happy holidays. This is Tony Talata.